Sometimes it's fun to steal stuff. Today I'm talking about heist movies. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about heist movies, in particular, how you construct them. So there's no particular inspiration for it. I think I was just watching a heist movie. It may have been one of the Oceans movies. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of fun elements that go into that. So let's dig into it. So without further ado, let's get started. There's something supremely satisfying about heist movies. Whether it's the A-team pleasure of loving when a plan comes together, or watching a snotty rich person get swindled, perhaps rightfully, out of their money, heist movies are excellent wish fulfillment brought to the big screen. And no, it's not solely reliant on twists, as that one Rick and Morty episode would have you believe. Because planning a great heist movie is very similar to planning a heist. So let's dig into how this very specific genre works and the two main variations. So let's start with the definitions. There are a lot of movies that feature heists that I wouldn't consider heist movies. The opening to The Dark Knight is a heist, and even recent movies like The Harder They Fall feature heist scenes. But these are small elements within a bigger genre, like a superhero movie or a western. They're not heist movies. Heist movies are all about the planning and execution of a robbery or something va- taking something valuable. It may be an object, it may be a giant stack of money, it can be anything. There's also two kinds of heist movies that follow very different structures and have different tropes, so let's make the distinction. First, we have the fun heist movie. This is probably what you're thinking about when you think of a heist movie, your Ocean's Eleven or your Italian job. And there's a good reason, these movies are infinitely more fun. While there may be an underlying tension of whether or not our thieves will get caught, they usually play out more like action comedies than intense dramas. It's also much more likely to be suitable for all ages, either PG-13 or PG, and feature a number of silly characters and moments. On the other end, we have the Dark Heist movie. The Dark Heist movie is a thriller, a morally gray world full of untrustworthy criminals, a mountain of foul language, and probably a bunch of violence. This is where our friend Michael Mann enters the picture with movies like Heat and Thief. Dark heist movies are also much more likely to fixate on one or two characters and the aftermath of the heist. So now you've got your angle. What comes next? Step one is the team. Heist movies are famous and infamous for the montage where the leader finds all of their team members. There's no limit or minimum to how many people should be involved in the heist, as we'll explain later, but the key is that each person has something they bring to the table, either via skill or personality. In fun heist movies, there's usually a combo of specialists and jack-of-all-trades. There's a wheelman, a pickpocket, the explosive expert, the con man, and leaders tend to be good at everything. Ideally, everyone is a great bullshitter and has a skill that makes them integral to the big job. And we'll have someone who's new to all of this so we can see things through their eyes from time to time. In a dark heist movie, the lines get grayer and the team members are more likely to fit personality types than specific jobs. We've got the reckless one, the amoral one, the seasoned pro, the wild card, etc. All of whom are generally good with guns and convincing people to hand over their shit. The only job that tends to remain intact is the wheelman since they function as both the lookout and the escape route. 
Hell, multiple movies have been made about wheelmen specifically. And now we've got our team, so what's next? Well, step two is the mark. The mark in a heist movie can be as small as one person or something as big as an institution, for instance, a giant bank. Whichever the movie chooses, however, will have a lot of thematic implications. If the mark is a person, chances are this is personal. Either this person wronged one of our heroes or has been deemed unworthy of their wealth and treasure. That personal angle may also provide extra motivation to our heroes to get the job done or push them to make a mistake. And depending on how dangerous the individual in question is, it can add danger to the job itself or the aftermath. If the target is an institution, the institution itself is the danger. For instance, bank robberies bring a ton of police attention, as would robbing a government agency. Dark heist movies are more likely to deal in this because it means the people involved in the heist are legitimately innocent bystanders caught in the figurative or literal crossfire if things go to hell. Admittedly, a lot of modern movies like to blend the personal with the institution. The ending of Fast Five, for instance, is a fun heist movie where our heroes are trying to rob one man who put all of his money in a police station. So Dom and company are definitely robbing an institution, but it's because of its ties to the main bad guy. Now comes the fun part, the plan. The planning stage of the heist is just as much fun as the character introductions. We get a layout of what the heroes are going to steal, the obstacles in the way, and how they're going to steal it. How much of the plan the movie gives up is up to its director, but almost all of them keep a few cards close to the vest. The plan is also where characters can try out new skills or use their current skills with little to no pushback, which will be saved for the finale. Another another hallmark of the plan is the wrinkle. Despite our hero's meticulous planning, there's always a new, unexpected, and not insignificant obstacle that shows up. Maybe a piece of equipment craps out, the mark adds a new layer of security, or a member of the team is compromised or killed. It's a great way to turn up the pressure and demonstrate how our heroes react under pressure. Which only, which only makes sense, if everything goes completely to plan from the jump, what's to say the eventual heist will go the same way? The only major difference between the two heist movies is that the wrinkle in the dark heist movie is often a moral complication. One of our heroes may discern that an innocent person is going to get hurt if the heist is carried out, or become close to someone who works for the mark. It may not change the heist plan, but it could change how the hero acts when the heist begins. And step four is the heist. After all of that assembling of plans and people, we finally get to see our heroes pull off a heist. And this is where we need to diverge drastically between the fun heist and the dark heist movies. In the fun heist movie, the final heist is the showstopper and could take up the back half of the movie. And it is a ton of fun as we watch all of the pieces or leaders have put on the chessboard slot into place. Everything we got a hint about before has a purpose now. The actual heist is also full of wrinkles as our heroes deal with the human element and unexpected complications. And these come in two stripes. The first is a straightforward natural complication from the job. If somebody needs to avoid touching the floor, they'll do something that gets them dangerously close. The second is an unexpected or new element that either the audience or the main characters didn't know about. This can be something small, like a change in schedule, or something worse, like a different lock than everyone expected on the vault. This is often the time when a member of the team has to go out of their comfort zone to save the mission. The least smooth talker will have to BS their way into a room, or the wet-behind-the-ears newbie will have to outwit a more seasoned opponent. Regardless, despite a number of close calls, our heroes successfully grab the loot and begin their escape. 
In the Dark Heist movie, however, everyone has about a 50-50 chance of things going completely wrong. The wrinkle in these movies come in all shapes and sizes, but it's almost always a lethal threat. If our robbers hit a bank, the police are on their way, or the new guy kills somebody for no apparent reason. If our hero has a crisis of conscience, they might be the one to make things go wrong by either alerting authorities or turning on their teammates. And once things go wrong, it's anyone's guess whether or not the heroes or their allies get out alive and with the loot. But that relies on the getaway. Step 5, The Getaway Almost every heist movie has an escape plan, but it's the dealer's choice as to whether or not the escape will be something thrilling or a cap to the caper. I'll explain what I mean. In some heist movies, getting away with the money or jewels, what have you, is an entire set piece the movie has been building to. In both versions of The Italian Job, the final 20 minutes of screen time are dedicated to an elaborate chase with Mini Coopers outrunning, outrunning from police and or goons. If your movie is more action-heavy, this is probably where you'll lean and let the audience enjoy the chaos. The only major difference between the light and dark approaches is that in the dark movies, the collateral damage is much more likely to involve innocent bystanders and turn lethal. If the getaway isn't action-heavy, this is where all of the plans come together. Our heroes are essentially unstoppable and multiple steps ahead of the people on their tails. It's revealed that the police and goons all went in the wrong direction. It's a celebration of our character's awesomeness, and now we've only got one part left. Step 6, the spoils, or the aftermath. If our heroes successfully escape the getaway, they either get to celebrate, or enter an entire new world of trouble. And you can probably guess which one happens in which. Light equals the spoils, and dark gets the aftermath. The spoils is often a montage of people enjoying their newfound wealth, or their new comfortable life with someone they connected with along the way. The aftermath, however, well, that can get very messy. Maybe the mark is coming back with a vengeance, or a partner tries to kill the hero. Regardless, it's not fun. This is where all the chickens come home to roost, with our lead and our lead character and thief may end up dead. The lesson being, I guess don't do crime, kids? The main difference is how things feel. Dark heist movies tend to end with a pall over the proceedings or a moral lesson, whereas light heist movies are a celebration. Conclusion: What makes a heist movie stand out? Looking at this loose blueprint, you might assume it's very easy to make a fun heist movie, and in theory, it is. The genre has a lot of simple but effective tropes that are easy to capitalize on. But like any genre, the key to a good heist movie is the execution, and failure at any of these stages can spell disaster for your film. If your team consists of a bunch of vapid characters whose characteristics are their jobs and nothing else, that's not fun. If the heist is too simple or too complicated, the centerpiece of your movie will be boring. And there's an infinite number of wrinkles you can add to your heist to make things interesting. In short, follow the rules, but make it your own. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, with the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.